Welcome back to the multi-channel reseller podcast. This is Joshua Esters, and I'm back again with another episode. I hope you all are doing well. I hope Q4 is treating you well. I hope you know you have great goals for the future, and I hope you accomplish them, and so on and so forth. We are going to get into some shit today. Okay, we're going to talk about a few things today that I hope are valuable to you. I think will be valuable to you. <clears throat> but before we get started, let's go ahead and, um, you know, always got to give thanks to the new listeners. Appreciate you all. And I got to give thanks to the permanent collection. Got to give thanks to you all as well for the folks who are still tuning into the show. You know, um, but today's lecture is going to be something you've never heard of before. You know, <clears throat> part of the the reason why I continue to, to do this podcast. Now, I, I started this podcast, um, you know, for those who you know been following me since the beginning. I started this podcast, um, you know, to give my 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 kids my children something to listen to um you know to build some type of legacy right but now that that has shifted i i don't really that's not really my focus for continuing to do this podcast it's more so um i'm doing this podcast because i think there is something at least something you know at least Something in my experience that will change someone's life. There's a, when, I, when I say someone, I literally mean someone. There's at least one person who is listening to me and who is maybe struggling with something, maybe, you know, not where they want to be. And there is something that, that's in my experience that I talk about. That will change their life, you know, because that's what happened to me. You know, there were people in my life early on, way early on when I was a teenager. <clears throat> they were taking the time out to cast a net, I would say. You know, they were casting a net with their experience. And not everybody listened. Right. But I was the person that listened and I was the person whose life was changed by this by these people who shared their life experience that's why i do this now because at the end of the day look at the end of the day your kids might hate you you know my kids might hate me you know what i'm saying like they might hate me later on they, they'll, they'll never listen to this probably you know but <clears throat> on a grander scale there's at least one person listening who would get something from what i say who would get something from my experience and it would change their life for the better and that's why I continue to do this podcast. So we're going to get into a lot of things today. Um, this episode is called When Quitting Your Job Goes Wrong. Okay. See, there's a lot of talk. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you if you listen to a lot of uh, podcasts or if you listen, you know, to podcasts or YouTube or whatever, you, you probably come across episodes when it's or episodes or conversations rather where people talk about, you know, when quitting their job 
uh, when's a good time to quit their job? You probably heard of things like that. Oh, well, quit, quit your job when you make at least as much money in your side business as you do in your job. Or quit your job when, you know, whatever. <clears throat> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to give you my experience on all of that. Because I've heard a lot of conversations conversations around this subject. And some of them were really... um really inspiring you know i i i remember i remember when i listened to one <clears throat> podcast or episode on youtube or something like that where the gentleman was talking about how he quit his job <clears throat> and you know to go full-time entrepreneurship and um and he was hired back at his his previous job you know and things didn't work out the way he wanted them to he was hired back I thought that was pretty peculiar because I was like, hmm, that's, that's very rare. You know, that he, he, he had a specialized job. Um, <clears throat> he wasn't like a, a, a Walmart cashier or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like uh, some type of engineer or something like that. So he was able to get hired exactly at the firm where he left. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, I don't, I don't remember that conversation too well, but I think it was, it was either that he was hired back or that his higher ups told him that, Hey, if, if it doesn't work out, you can, you could come back. You know what I mean? That's, that's not common. You know what I mean? That's not common. And there's a lot of myths around when to quit your job because a lot of, a lot of people say, if you listen to a podcast or a lot of episodes, you know, entrepreneurship, episodes of podcasts or youtube or whatever else there is a lot of people say that oh, okay you know quit your job cool um you can at least you know if things don't work out you can get another job <clears throat> you know of course you can get another job eventually you know but is that the right move though is it the right move to quit your job now to go full-time entrepreneurship and if it doesn't work out to just get a job again is it the right move? Hmm? I don't know. You know, you know, maybe, maybe not. I'm going to give you my experiences. I quit my job to go full-time entrepreneurship three times. I was fired from my job, from a job rather, one time. And I went full-time entrepreneurship. So a total of four times, I was either... I either left my job, which was the majority of the time, which was three times. And then that one time I was forced out of a job and I went full time entrepreneurship. OK, I'm going to tell you, give you some details about those experiences. OK, because I don't really believe per se in some of the things people say. Uh, one of them particularly about. If you make as much money as you do in your business, as in your job, that's a good time to quit your job. I don't believe in that per se, because you're, first of all, first of all, you're in a higher tax bracket. Okay. When you're self-employed, that's the worst, that's one of the, that, that's actually one of the worst tax brackets you can be in is self-employed. Okay. It's one of the worst. It's, it's, it's probably the worst second to just being single, you know, in terms of tax purposes. Okay. So single people get hit the most. 
in terms of taxes. The next people who get get hit the most in terms of taxes is self-employed people. You know, and without getting in too much detail, I will explain why. Part of part of the reason why um, is because, um, see, when you when you pay your um, social when you look at your paycheck, when you when you're an employee and you look at your paycheck, and you have um, social security that comes out of your if if you look at social security that comes out of your taxes um and what else what else uh for the most part social security so you you're paying uh you're paying about 7.5% of your income to social security okay and then and then your employer pays the other half which is another 7.5 percent this is as of now i mean this this percentage could change later but but the concept doesn't it's not going to change probably you're going to pay half of self-employed uh of social security taxes excuse me social security taxes you're going to pay at least half of that in taxes your employer is going to pay half of that we are self-employed you pay both you pay as an employee and as the employer so you pay 15 percent into taxes in this particular situation in self in, in uh social security when you're self-employed that's one of the reasons why it's the worst tax bracket you can be in the second reason why is if you've been paying attention to politics anytime um the first people that the irs will go after are self-employed individuals Okay, and the reason why that is is because a lot of self-employed individuals probably have gotten away with, um, you know, deducting deducting things they shouldn't be deducting and all that kind of stuff. So they're gonna hire people who are uh, they're gonna the IRS is gonna hire more people to come after self-employed individuals because that's where a lot of the tax money is gonna be because a lot of people who are in those tax brackets brackets you know they they don't know what they're doing. And they tend to get away with things uh, with with tax deductions that they shouldn't be getting away with. So the IRS will come mostly after self-employed people before they come after a corporation. Okay. Um, so anyways, so with that being said, um, let's get into the episode. All right. When quitting your job goes wrong. Okay. I'm going to take you down memory lane for a little bit. You know, my memory lane for a little bit. Let's talk about the different situations that I've been in where I quit my job to go full-time entrepreneurship, betting on myself. Okay? Betting on myself. Dangerous. Dangerous to do. But necessary. If you are really about this life, you will bet on yourself. You will suffer. Let's not let's not get it confused. You will suffer the way I suffered. And you would think and you would believe that it is necessary to suffer the way I did in order to get to where you want to go. Let me take you back down memory lane for a little bit, okay? 2014, 
2014. I was 25. Going on 26. I married my wife. My current wife. And I also had my first child that year as well. Married my wife. And then a month later, we had our child. That year, I was working for a a lending company. A lending company. And I got this job the year before. So 2013 or so. Um, I got this job when I graduated college, which was very surprising to me. I had a job graduating college, 2013. Didn't think it was possible. Didn't think it was doable. But I did it. And I was very proud of myself. I was I was extremely proud of myself, which was a mistake for one. The mistake was getting comfortable enough to believe that um, having a job, I had some sense of security. You know, I, I, I fell into that, even though, even though I knew, I knew beforehand that, okay, I need to build my business. I need to build a business. I didn't know what business it would be at that time. I was in college, but I didn't know what it would be because I was from the, like I said, previous times. I was from the rich dad mindset, okay? I was following the rich dad mindset, Robert Kiyosaki. But I got a little comfortable. I got a little comfortable in college, okay? And I got a job right out of college. I was comfortable. I had a job like four months. Four months from graduating, I had a job. I was comfortable. I got this job around 2013 or early 2014. I might, I may be off on my dates with that, but in 2014 specifically, uh, I had a, I had these life situations. I was living on my own at this point. I've been living on my own for a little while now, living on my own with my uh, uh, uh eventually with my wife, my current wife, had our kid. 2014. Now, the thing is, I was working in the collection department of this lending company. It didn't start it didn't start off that way. You know, it, it didn't start off that way. I was working in a different department, but what happened was interest rates have rose during that time and I was, you know, working in the lending department, you know, verifying loans to you know, refinances, refinances and things like that. So I was working, working with customers to refinance their houses. It was a boom at that point in time. Interest rates went up 1%. That whole department was done. Okay. Luckily, you know, with the grace, the grace, it was grace, you know, grace of God, grace of whoever, whoever you believe in, it was grace that, they, okay, they moved me into co- to the collections department, right? So they weren't making loans anymore. They were collecting on loans, all right? So I moved in that department for about 18 months. Now, 
when I went to collections, that's when I really, I really snapped out of this, this, this mindset I was thinking in that I can work a job and move up because my original plan was to become a real estate investor, right? And I was going to invest in real estate through income from a job, from a W-2. Okay. So that was my original plan at that time. But when I was moved to collections, the collections department, because of economic situations, I realized, yo, I was tripping to already to believe that I can do something like this, even though I knew it was wrong to believe in the system. It was wrong to believe in the system to begin with. And I knew it, but I got comfortable. I got a job. I went to work. I made more money than I ever did at, at any point in time. Fresh out of college, my, my living expenses were low. I mean, I, life, was, life was great. Life was amazing, honestly. Okay. 20, I'm 25 at this time. My wife is 20, 21, going on 22, going on 22. Let's keep moving forward. I worked that job for about 18 months. At that company, rather. I got my I got my real estate license. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, well, I like I like real estate. I enjoy real estate. You know, let me, let me become a commercial a commercial real estate agent. I liked houses. I love houses. One of the things my dad used to do when I was a kid, we used to go to open houses. I used to love going to open houses. He doesn't remember this probably. I used to love going to open houses with him, and you know, jumping on the beds, running around the houses. Looking at the architecture, it was a beautiful time, and I didn't I didn't realize how much I loved houses. Now I don't love houses enough to sell them, but I thought I did, so I got my real estate license. But I knew enough that I knew I didn't like houses enough. But I wanted to go to the big shit. Let's go to commercial real estate. So I became a commercial real estate uh, agent eventually. But I got my license for that reason. Got my license. Okay. I'm, t I'm, I'm 26 at this time. I got my license. Uh, and I said, I'm done with this job. The collections department is, is, is very depressing. You're, you're calling people to collect on their loans. It's very depressing for me. Some people can handle it. I'm just like, I, I just can't do this. Okay. I borrowed money. I don't, I don't remember how much exactly how much I borrowed, but I borrowed a bunch of money. I bought, got some loans out, got some credit cards out. I'm going full time into commercial real estate. I start interviewing with commercial real estate agents. Got a uh, a position with a commercial real estate agent company in Santa Monica, California, and um, this was 2014 that I got the job. Now I've been working at this company probably since 2013, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, 
but 18 months total, somewhere around there, I've been working with this company and I got my real estate license. And I said, I'm going into business. Okay. So yeah, I'm becoming an independent contractor. It's my filing, you know, it's my tax status. I guess you could say, I guess you could say, I guess you could say, excuse me. And, um, I went into business for myself, right? Going into commercial real estate. I did that. I was living in Long Beach, California. I miss living there. You know, those are the old, the old times with me and my wife and my first kid. And things were, oh man, looking back, like, wow. They were just the beginning. It was just the beginning of my journey, you know? Not having a lot of money. And, you know, struggling, right? Still struggling with my relationship with my wife. Not still struggling, but struggling with that. You know, you, you know you're coming into this relationship. Uh, you're coming into a situation, you know, with a new baby and a wife and, and not being financially where you want to be. There's some struggles with that, but there's a lot of good times with that as well. Okay. So throughout the 14, I go to, I, I, I become a commercial with the agent. I leave my job. Everybody's cheering me on, right? Everybody's like, oh man, great. That's great. That's amazing, man. Like, you know, great job. I quit my job. 2014. I quit. I was making 40000 a year. I was saving. My money that I was saving a month was about $1,000 a month. I think it was even close to $2,000 a month. I found a situation with uh, we, my wife and I was living in a studio apartment. We were paying uh, uh, $600 a month across from USC. Okay, we were living across from USC and across where I used to work. My wife and I used to work together and we used to work at a museum. We used to work at the African-American Museum, which was right across from where, where we used to live in this place that was $600. It was a rent controlled area. It was grimy. It wasn't the best. Okay, but it was our first place. Our first place we lived in. Okay. And um, that's where I was living, where I was, I was still going, I was, you know, almost uh, on my way to graduation, um, the, like the last year of graduating from college, eventually, you know, moved, uh, you know, got hired for, for the new company working there, but I, I became a commercial real estate agent, but we moved to a, a one bedroom apartment from a studio right across from USC, moved to one bedroom apartment in Long Beach, California, okay? And I was working at the uh, the, the lending company uh, while we were living there for a little bit. And then um, quit that in 2014. And I was commuting from Long Beach to Santa Monica and Santa Monica, Long Beach. And that, that was horrendous. You know, that traffic was horrendous. Okay. So we eventually moved to Inglewood. Now I moved to Inglewood, moved back. That's where I'm from. I'm from Inglewood. So I moved back to Inglewood, California. No income, you know what I'm saying? I was working at the commercial real estate agent company. I had no income or anything like that. My my rent, the rent was, my expenses were higher in Inglewood, okay? So, um, but I moved to Inglewood just to be closer to Santa Monica because the traffic was bad. All right. 
So I, I did that. I was a commercial real estate agent. Um, and it was nothing like I, nothing like I thought. I didn't think anything to begin with, but uh, most of the job was was making phone calls. You're making phone calls, and then you're also a little bit of your time is canvassing a area. You're canvassing an area, looking at apartments, writing down uh, addresses and 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 things about certain apartment buildings and commercial estate. You know, you're you're making notes, but you're canvassing this small part of your job. But most of your job is on the phones, calling owners. Okay, that was it. it I I didn't. And then I, it didn't really work well with me, okay? Not only that, I was not aware. I was not aware that usually in a commercial real estate company, rather, you know, someone usually doesn't get their first deal. You know, it could be 12, 18 months. Sure, it could be sooner than that. But like I said, I was doing it for four months. At four months, when I realized, like, oh, this is going to take a long time for me to get my first check. I was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for that. So I had to bounce out of that. I had to get out of that situation. Because I could not, I, I'm living on loans and credit cards at this point for about four months. Okay, I'm probably spending, you know, anywhere from $1,500 to $1,000 and uh in 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 you know using loans and credit cards to sustain my living and i'm like okay um i may not get my first deal for about 12 months 8 months 18 months this is good for someone who's being supported i was not being supported i'm i you know i i wasn't living in my mom's basement you know you know, no one was paying my bills. It was me. I'm paying my bills. Okay? I'm doing everything myself. My wife is staying home with the babies, with the new baby. I'm out here hustling and grinding. Ain't nobody doing this for me. I was not aware that that opportunity was not fit for me. So that was my mistake. My mistake was not being aware that an opportunity like that was not meant for me. It wasn't meant for me. Now I'm in debt. You know, wanting to be an entrepreneur so bad, wanting to get out and do my own thing so bad, I end up in that situation. That shit was hard, bro. That shit was hard, man. It's tough. But I remember it. And, I, and, and my heart, it just feels good remembering it. Just remembering the small moments, you know, especially with my kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, just being being in that situation. Now, just because I feel good about it doesn't mean it was good. It was, it was a good situation. It just means like I have fond memories. I I remember things during that time. That oh man, 
It's so heartwarming. But it's a fucked up situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's bad. Okay? All right. So when I realized that this opportunity is not meant for me, I had to look for a job. I had to look for a job again. That's, that's, that's what they tell you, right? When you're listening to these podcasts and YouTubes and all that shit, right? You can just get a job again. Get a job again. All right, cool. Get a job again. That's what I, that's what I was doing. Applying for jobs. I'm usually good at applying for jobs. At doing anything, rather, because I'm determined. I'm a determined individual. You're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outdetermine me. I'm always going to get picked because I'm that dude on fire. Okay? So, I had picked up a, uh, you know, and those who have been listening for a little while, they know I've had a smoking problem. During this time, I am smoking. You know, I, a lot of E6. I'm back to back, stressed the fuck out. Okay, I'm stressed out. So like, I need to find a job. I quit the the commercial real estate agent position because I need to focus full time on getting a job. I mean, and I'm just stressed, and I'm smoking. Okay, smoking, 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 real bad, real bad. Okay. Um. December 2014, I find a job at a bank, and um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm familiar—not that I'm familiar with—but that's I come from a banking-related position, right? When I was working at the lending company, it's somewhat a banking position. I find a job at a bank as a banker in December, and and um, uh, I'm very appreciative of that opportunity because the person I was working with I'm still friends with today the the manager of the bank at that time um and he's doing big things today and I'm still friends with him today and I'm, I'm very appreciative and, and he he saw something in me believed in me fought for me to work there and, and I'm very appreciative for that and shout out to uh uh Daniel I'm not gonna say his last name but Daniel uh shout out to that brother you know, because I was really, I was really pressed. I was really struggling. I went, you know, and I was the best. I'm, I've never been the best employee. First of all, let me let me tell you that. I've never been the best employee. You know what I'm saying? People could talk shit about me probably all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, my managers or whatever. But um, I've always been determined to get the job, though. <laughs> you know. Um, so let's, let's, let's fast forward. So 2014, I find a job. Okay. December. Let's move on to 2015. 2015, I was 26. You know, later that year, my my birthday's in August, so later that year, I was 27. So my wife, um, uh, one of the major events of that year was my wife becoming pregnant with our second child, right? Um, you know, I'm working, I'm working, working at this bank. And um, things are great, you know, things are pretty cool, pretty chill. I've always, I've enjoyed the people that I work with. You know what I'm saying? They're very great people. Shout out to all of them. Um, But uh, 
for the purpose of this podcast, let me stick to the entrepreneurial things. So the reason why I'm giving you context on my life, like my wife and my pregnancy, that there's a reason why I'm doing that. Okay. Um, and the reason is, is um, to give you more context. No amount of context would tell you how difficult these times are. I'm speaking in, in very, you know, you might think I'm speaking in lighthearted terms, but these are very, very, very extremely difficult times. My wife is pregnant. Okay. Now, I was able to pay off all of my loans and credit cards and things like that. Okay. Paid off all of that very quickly. You know, luckily. Okay. So I'm at zero. Okay. 2015, um, you know, um, I'm still working at the bank. At this particular bank, my wife becomes pregnant. Now, prior to that, my wife has a uh, my wife, my wife has a miscarriage, and it was a devastating experience for her. Devastating. Okay, devastating. And and there's reasons why it was devastating that I'm not gonna get into. You know, but it was devastating it was devastating for her so guess what it became devastating for me okay there's a little bit of context there i'm still determined to write my own destiny to live how i knew i knew how to live how i knew to live which is become an entrepreneur So, I'm thinking thinking of my exit strategy. Like, how do I get to entrepreneurship? Like, this is what I'm destined to be. I already knew I was destined to be this since I was 13 years old. I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur since I was 13 years old. I didn't even know what entrepreneurship meant when I was asked, what do I want to be when I grow up? I said, I want to be an entrepreneur. Didn't know what entrepreneurship meant when I was 13. Okay. I was destined to be this. I don't know why. So I'm thinking of my exit strategy in 2015. How am I going to get to the next, you know, how am I going to get this financial freedom that everybody's talking about? Right. Or, you know, not, not everybody, but everybody who thinks like us is talking about. How do I get there? Franchise. Franchises. That's how I get there, right? That's how you get there. Franchises. I'm thinking, hmm, I can buy a franchise. Maybe I can. Maybe I can't. I don't know. I don't know. When I was, uh, 10 years prior to this, okay, 10 years prior to this, I was 16 years old, and where I was living in Inglewood, California, I, you know, I've been working a job since I was about 15 uh, years old. I went to go file my taxes when I was 16. I went to a, a tax franchise. Um, I won't, I won't say the name. But I went to this this tax place. 
for some reason, the owner was drawn to me. This was 10 years prior. So I guess 2015, 2016, uh, excuse me, 2005, 2006, excuse me. She was telling me, I don't remember exactly everything she said, but she said, hey, I owned it. And this was like around the corner from where I lived. I can walk here from where I live at the time in Inglewood, Crenshaw, Manchester. That's my infamous street. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my block where I grew up. Crenshaw, Manchester, right? Where all this shit went down. But anyways, when I finally made a little bit of money, right? I'm going to go do my taxes. The place not too far from there, Crenshaw, Manchester. I am, this lady was drawn to me for some reason. She was telling me about, this is her, you know, her franchise. You can have one of these. And she was saying all these different things. I was like, hmm, okay, cool. Ten years later, I realized that it's time to make a move on that. Okay? Now, the year before, which is 2014, when I, was, uh, when I was a commercial real estate agent, and then I eventually quit that to find a job, what I did was um, I, uh, I took a course on uh, uh, taxes from this same exact tax franchise. Um, and um, to become, you know, to, to learn about the business. You know, I just, you know, say, hey, you know, I was looking for a job at that time anyway, so let me put in some money here to, just to see, just in case I need to make some more money, I can work here, you know, uh, temporarily at this tax place. Um, because the thing about the, the thing about tax franchises is a lot of the training and the courses they happen the year before the the uh, the tax season. So tax season is what you know anywhere from you know February, uh, January up until April, right? That's the general the tax season, January to April. But prior to that, uh, you start getting your uh, if you're a business, you start getting your tax preparers ready, you know for for, for the tax season. So that means anywhere from August all the way to December. And sometimes in some states, some states is legal to train tax preparers in January, February, March, and April. But for the most part, you're going to get people, uh, you're going to get your tax preparers ready for your business at least the year before, which is in August all the way up to December. So that's what I was doing. I was doing, you know, uh, learning about tax prepare, tax preparation, um, towards the end of the year in 2014 okay um and uh and you know i used to i was doing the class i was doing the courses you know they make you stand up and say what are you here for why do you want to learn tax preparation i i would say because i'm going to own my own tax preparation business the next year i said i'm going to own my own tax preparation business People looking at me like, well, what the fuck? Uh, what? You know, we're all here to work here for the next tax season. I'm like, nah, I'm here to learn what the hell y'all doing so I can have my own tax business. I ain't trying to work here. Okay. Okay. Fast forward a little bit. Okay. Fast forward a little bit. 2015. This was 2014 when I quit the commercial real estate business. And, you know, I was looking for a job and all that kind of stuff. And I was doing tax preparation, checking the course, things like that, 2014. 
2014, December, I get the job at the at a bank. And then a year later, I bought a tax franchise business. You're, you aren't going to tell me I ain't going to do shit. You can't tell me I'm not going to do shit. You can't tell me that. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I think I'm going to do. All right? Let me back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. Just to reiterate, during the year that I bought the tax franchise business prior to that, prior to that happening, I remember coming home to my wife and saying, hey, babe, hey, look at this. You know, like this is this, this, these are my, this is the tax preparation business that I, the, the tax business I want to buy. And when I was telling her that, not too far from that, she had a, you know, you know she had a miscarriage not too long ago before that. And, um, like I said, it was a devastating miscarriage. Um, we would sit on the floor in our one bedroom apartment and I'll look at, I'll show her the numbers and things like, things like that. And, you know, I noticed she wasn't all, you know, all there with it, but I had to continue to move forward. I'm going to let you know now, before I move further in the story, buying this tax business, it wrecked my marriage. It wrecked it. Okay? Not totally wrecked it. Obviously, we're still married. But boy, oh boy, this was a hard, this was a hard, hard thing that I went through. And that she went through as well, but I went through. Let's take a break for a moment, okay? Take a break. We're going to take a break and we'll get back to it in a few moments. Be right back with you. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the story. Okay, so here's what I did. Now, since the year before when I became a commercial real estate, real estate agent, I had borrowed money and took out credit cards and I paid it off very quickly. When I got the job, I thought I, I thought that was a, you know, I thought I thought I could do it again. So when I went to go buy the tax franchise, which wasn't much, um, I borrowed about thirty-five k. I bought, I took a loan out, took two loans out for thirty-five k, one for twenty k and one for fifteen k. Took two loans out, and I bought this tax franchise for uh, seventy thousand dollars, and I think I had to put down like. Ten thousand dollars. Um, so it wasn't much. It wasn't much. You could put down two thousand dollars, you know. Um, and this was two thousand fifteen, and um, and that was that. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it was very, very fast, very quick. I was determined. You know, I thought this was my ticket out of here. I was my ticket to financial freedom. I had dreams. I had hopes. I, I thought it was my ticket. You know. Um, now there was a lot of red flags though, however, with this situation. Okay. Now here's the first positive thing. The first positive thing, which may not be positive at all. The, the franchise that I brought, bought, it came with a location. So it was an existing franchise. It was a new franchise. I didn't have to like you know, sign a new lease and all these different things. Like it was a 
current business that was in place right um not too far from where i lived in inglewood california not too uh, literally the next block away from the high school that i went to in in inglewood california and um you know and um it was very close very close to where i lived and i and i thought that meant something so they already had a location it already had uh, uh people and business and it had customers and books it was a current business okay it was not a new concept rather um and the downside were many so the downside was first the rent okay the rent of the location now i knew it was high to begin with it was about three thousand uh, dollars a month i knew that the um most you know i grew up in this area okay i went to high school down there down there and i grew up in this area i knew most businesses that were in that location didn't last long and second next door there was a very uh popular uh restaurant you know everybody in their mama knows what the restaurant is who lives down there they're right next door on crenshaw and la brea crenshaw and la brea uh inglewood california so very popular restaurant right there and we are i knew the parking sucked the parking was very bad okay so there's a lot of red flags there okay but me feeling like somewhat you know very adamant about creating financial freedom i wanted to take i wanted to jump out there and see if i can do something different do something that's never been done before do something uh create create my own lane i guess you can say even though the red flags were there the people who sold me the people who bought uh who owned the business that i bought it from these were great people i love them you know uh apollo i'm not gonna say his first the last name but a guy named apollo and his wife they owned the business they warned me <laughs> <laughs> they warned me that this tax franchise they'll give a franchise to anybody with a heartbeat that's what they, i remember him saying that you know shout out to apollo and and and, and these these people like, like let me tell you something i was you know 26 27 times 2015 and these people were a little bit a little bit older than me probably maybe in their early 30s and they knew the game you know what I'm saying? But they wanted to get this shit off their hands because they knew the problem that they, that they had. But me, I'm coming in, you know, full of hopium and all this kind of stuff, wanting to change things and be different and create my own lane and become an entrepreneur and right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's the thing. Two thousand fifteen, I got the job at the bank. Two thousand December two thousand fourteen, I quit the job. This is the second quit. The first quit was from the the lending company, right, to become a commercial real estate agent. the The second quit is the second quit is quitting from the bank to go full time in my tax franchise business. I promise you. I've never felt, I never felt the way I felt when I bought that business. I never felt more accomplished. I never felt more determined, 
maybe you could say, but I never felt more accomplished than I did at that time. Now, when I say that, I don't mean every moment was like that. I just mean there were there were times that I'm I'm thinking back, I'm remembering. Okay, I'm I'm remembering. I'm I'm 33 years old now. Okay, I'm talking about something that happened six years ago, seven years ago. I remember those moments where this sense of accomplishment, this sense of determination, this sense of like, man, I'm I'm doing some shit. I am doing something. And part of the reason why I felt like that is because I was in, like I said, I the the business was located near my high school, near where I lived. But my history when I when I, when I was a teenager, I wasn't you know. Um, you know, I wasn't, you know, reading books and going to the library early on. Okay. I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. I ended up in places that I shouldn't been, that I shouldn't have been. And I was doing that alongside of the street where this business was located, doing things I shouldn't have been doing allegedly. Well, I, I don't have to say allegedly. I was already convicted and, and, and caught for the things I was doing. So um, I was living this life as a teenager that was total opposite of what I was doing now. And I was giving back to the community. I bought a, I had a business in the community. I was hiring people from the community. I was giving people opportunities and jobs. And man, it was great. I'm telling you, it was a great feeling. I'm freaking telling you. I've never, to this day, I've never felt so accomplished in my life. Never feels so accomplished in my life. Now, eventually, I'm gonna feel more accomplished. Eventually, you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, you've been, you know, I've been talking about my vivid, vivid visions and all that kind of stuff. When I hit those vivid visions, I'm gonna feel more accomplished during that time than I've ever had during this time. But I'm just telling you, like it was the, the feeling, it was amazing. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. Feeling was amazing. It was amazing. Okay, but I was the captain of a sinking ship. That's the problem. <laughs> the problem was I was a captain of a sinking ship. All right. So before I get too ahead of myself, let's back up a little bit. Bought the franchise 2015. I meet the owner of the franchise. You know, I go to all the events. And then me, my, my wife and I, we're going to uh, Las Vegas where I live now. We're coming to Las Vegas for the different trainings. You know, I got my, I got my newborn with me or rel- relatively newborn. We're, we're in the hotels and we're going this place. We're going this place. Man, I, I just felt like even though like, it was tough and difficult, I had my wife with me, I had my kid with me. I felt like I was, man, I was, I was on track to do something amazing. Okay. I was on track. I had to be. I had to be on track. This had to be because it was so fucking hard just to exist. It was so hard. Okay. All right. Let's, let, let me not get too ahead of myself. We're still in 2015. 2015, like I said, I borrowed about 35K bought the franchise for 70k you know put together the the contracts and things like that you know um you know uh 
like I said, the tax, the, the tax business. So you start your getting your tax preparers ready in August, September, October, November, December. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm somewhat late because my paperwork, you know, the contracts and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 uh, just you know the training i was a little bit late to the game so i started training people around you know november december and january um allegedly it's not legal in california to start training tax preparers in january but i did allegedly i allegedly did it you know but i was getting myself ready so for the 2016 tax uh the the 2015 tax season which is in 2016 right um and I quit my job in December 2015. Okay. December 2015, I got my tax preparers ready. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm training them. I'm, I'm teaching them how to do shit. I'm going over the books. I'm the teacher, and I got the projector on the board, the projector, and I got the, 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 the goddamn, uh, the, the, the courses and i'm t like i am that dude you know what i'm saying i'm that dude and people are following me right and you know i was i'll give myself a uh maybe a 7.5 out of 10 in terms of being a leader at that time i was i was okay i'm not gonna you know i'm not wasn't a 10 out of 10 but i was like maybe an 8 maybe a 7.5 i was decent you know being a leader you know decent getting my getting my team ready for the new tax season okay I was okay and quit my job in December met my tax business in January and it's time to do this shit it's time to do it okay it's time to do it and let me tell you let me tell you something else too during this time I I, I can never I can never replace the experience of the people that I've met during that time, right? There's so many people that I came across, so many people that, you know, people who, who help, who've helped me, who stuck it out with me during, during, you know, during the whole time. Um, it was an, an amazing experience, you know, but that isn't to say it was amazing every single moment of the, of the day, but just looking back on it, like, man, that was an interesting time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's so many people, who I've came across, who wanted to be a part of my team, who I had to let go, who, you know, who I've taught, who I've, you know, advised, who I mentored, and some of them who stayed with me during the year to tax year, some who didn't, and man, it was, it was a lot, okay? And we crushed it. We crushed it, okay? We, uh, this business... Like I said, I bought it for about seventy thousand a year, which was about twice the the revenue amount. The, the revenue for the pre um, the year that I uh, so I bought it for seventy thousand, which is twice the revenue. So twice the revenue was thirty five thousand. So we took the business from thirty five thousand to ninety thousand dollars. Okay, we did ninety thousand dollars in revenue, and the two thousand fifteen tax season. The two thousand fifteen tax season is in the year of two thousand sixteen. Okay, so um, we did pretty well. We did pretty decent. I, 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 you know, built the name for myself, and um, in a way, right? And we, we, we had, we, we had a lot. We had a lot going on, you know. Uh, just, just 
the people who came in and out of those places. You know, I just, I really felt like I was giving a service to the community, really. And I wanted to be that way. Now, I was taking their money and I was taking a lot of their money. Let's not get this wrong. Let's Don't get it twisted. Like, I needed to make money. So I was charging motherfuckers. Like, let's, let's capitalist. I'm a capitalist, okay? So I need their money, okay? But I treated them well. I treated them well. And let me first give a shout out to my wife. My wife, she held it down. She did whatever I told her to do. It was difficult. Okay? Difficult. She did exactly what I was going to do. Pregnant, not pregnant, mostly pregnant for the most part, and still doing that shit. She was doing everything I told her to do. Everything. And more. So she's responsible for a lot of the things that happened there. Now, I'm mostly responsible because I'm the brains behind all the shit. But when I told her to do something and I gave her, I gave her a, cho- a job to do, she did that shit. Okay. Shout out. Tough. Hard. Hard shit. Tough. Not feeling well. Pregnant. Still doing what needed to be done. Three months into the first tax season, I realized, yeah, we took the we took the value from thirty five thousand to ninety thousand. We did the sales from thirty five thousand to ninety thousand. But guess what? It's still not enough to be solvent. I needed to get a job. Three months is in March, right? Three months of the tax season is March. Before the tax season ended, my wife is pregnant. Uh, our baby due in July, our second baby. Our this is our second baby due in July. I have six kids now, but it's our second baby due in July. I realized, okay, this is not going to play out the way I thought it was going to play out. Okay, it's, it's not going to play out. <laughs> it's not going to do it. No matter all this shit that I did, no matter all the shit my wife did, it's not going to play out. It's not. I got to get a job. Luckily, by that time, I had someone who I trusted who can run the business for me. Now, sure, it wasn't going to be as best as I would do it, but I, I would say about 80% of what, maybe 75, 80% of how I would do it this this person would be able to do what I you know for me you know and shout out to her I, I I appreciate her so much she she held it down when I couldn't when I couldn't be there okay had to get a job now this time around I got a job <clears throat> At a lending company. So I'm, you know, basically my, my my background is lending, banking, finance, all that kind of shit, right? So I get a job at a lending company that, that I'm familiar with. I'm, I'm familiar with. I borrowed money from them years ago. But I got a job with them. Um, and I hated it. 
it was probably the man the, the the collections job that I did years before that was pretty bad, but this one was different level bad. I mean, it was about the same. I, I don't even know what's first or second, but it's about the same. I say first or second worst jobs I ever had. It's the same shit. It, it was really bad. And the other part that the the other part that was really bad about it was that I was so depressed. I was so defeated. I was so broken. Because now it's different. Now it's like, oh, I have to keep this job. I must. I literally felt like a slave to the job. Like I have to do this. Because the business wasn't paying me any money. Okay, the business wasn't paying me any money, mostly because of the rent that I was paying for at that time. It just wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't enough. And and before I got that job, I had to apply. For, I had to apply for a loan from the franchise company to pay for the rent for the remainder of the year. See, I was betting on myself, and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm I, I'm going to do well enough. To, I'll be able to pay the rent, the new rent. I'll be able to do all the other shit and do all this other shit. I'm going to buy. I'm going to have multiple locations. I'm going to do this. I'm all this hopium bullshit that I had. Okay." Hopium. Bullshit. I was hoping to be a multi-owner franchise and I'm going to have this and that. I'm going to be able to pay for this and that and this. Nah, that shit didn't happen. Okay, so I'm applying for a loan from the franchise company. They approved it. They approved to pay for it. Now, it's, like I said, it's about over uh, 3000 a month. Okay. The, the revenue and the the expenses did not was they not able to cover the, the the shit for the remainder of the year okay generally that's how it should be in the tax business you should be able to make enough money to pay for the remainder of the year but i was living i was uh, my business was in a location that was you know it was a bad deal i knew it was a bad deal from the begin with but i thought i'd be able to do better okay so i applied for the loan now i'm in debt extremely in debt because, like I said, I put 10% down to buy the franchise. So I'm already in debt there. Now I'm in, I'm in debt because of the rent. So I'm now about 100 grand in debt. About 100 grand. 100 grand. And I got this job. And I'm like, oh, this is the fucking worst job ever. And now I'm forced to be here because I don't know what else to do. I, I don't have any other option. I got to feed my family. Okay. And I was fucking depressed it was the worst that was the worst one of the worst feelings i ever had being at that job worst terrible and i didn't like the people the people were terrible you know that the, the culture was terrible there i fucking hated it fucking hated it hate it on top of that I don't know how I'm going to get out of the situation that I'm in. Being a hundred grand in debt. <laughs> what am I supposed to tell my wife, yo? What am I, where's the generational wealth there? Where's the wealth, the riches? Where's all that shit? Where is it? I ain't got it. I ain't going to have it for a long time if I'm a hundred grand in debt. 
So across the way, I, I um, was the bank. Across the way was the bank. I used to go to the, you know, do my banking. And this is where I worked. I worked at this this same uh, bank, you know, um, not the same location, but the same bank that I did after I had to find a job after I quit my job to become a commercial real estate agent. So when I quit my job to become a commercial real estate agent, I found a job at a bank. So then I, you know, I did, I did all my banking there, you know, transfer all my funds and credit bank accounts and like, things like that. Across the way from this lending company was the same bank. And, you know, um, I would go over there and talk, you know, just, just, just be me and talk to them. And, uh, the bank was inside of a grocery store. And, um, they saw that I was, I think they saw like I was very unhappy with where I was at and they offered me a job. They're like, Hey, you know, you know, the system here, you know how to bank, you know how this works here. Come work with us. I said, Oh my God, please, please. Cause I hate what I'm working at. So this is probably about maybe six, maybe five, six months after I was working at the lending company. Um, I had, you know, found a job late 2015, December, December is one of those years. So December 2015, I get a job at the bank where I used to work at, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? The same bank, different location though. You know, I used to work there, you know, and, and, and they hired me and I'm so grateful for that because these, these, these people are great manager, great assistant manager, great. I mean. That's the one thing I've, I've, I'm very appreciative about, you know, I've, at this particular uh, bank, I, I worked at great locations, you know, and, and the people are great, you know, shout out to Ramez, Ramez, he schooled me, mentored me, you know, and, and really helped me out. Like I, I, I honestly, I don't even, I don't even think I deserved it. <laughs> I, I, I've never been a really good employee uh, not right. I would say never, but during these times, I, I mean, I was really just in my own shit. I don't think I could, I don't think I was the best employee ever during these times. And he really showed me love. <sighs> shout out to that brother and, uh, shout out to all the people who, 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 who worked at that location. Okay. Um, December 2015. Okay. So I am still, you know, getting my, I still have a tax business. You know, I'm getting my tax preparers ready and all that kind of shit, training them and all that kind of stuff during this whole time. Okay. Getting ready, getting them ready for the 2000, 2016, getting them ready for 2016. Okay. 2016 is the 2015 tax season. Okay. So I'm doing the training. I'm meeting people. My wife, shout out to my wife. She's, she's running the training. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the training school. So I'm teaching all the classes. My wife is signing everybody up. She's posting um, uh, 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 ads and stuff like that at the at the one stop at the one stop in Inglewood, where you know people go and get jobs and things like that. So she's posting all these places and and really you know pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So and then not and, and when she's not pregnant, she's you know newborns and all that kind of you know and all that, right? So she's doing she's doing all of that. Shout out, shout out to her for that. Very appreciative for that. And let me tell you something. You know what? I'm gonna come back to it. I'm gonna come back to. It. Let me first finish this thought. So, 
December 2015, by that time, for the last four months or so, I've been training my new staff to get them ready for the new tax season. Okay, so um, at this point, I'm working. I'm working a job, and I'm and I'm working remotely. Okay, I'm working remotely. Now, like I said, I had this one person who you know I put a lot of trust in. She became like, like you know, um, my right hand person. She handled all of the, the shit on a day to day basis while I'm at while I'm at work, at a job. Okay, she handled all my shit on on, on, a, on a day to day basis. Um, I'm 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 a lot less depressed at this point because my work my work environment is a lot better. But um, I'm running the business remotely through her. I trained all my people, people, but she's the one going to be there on a day to day basis. Okay. I don't have enough money to make rent, so I'm I'm getting loans from the franchise to I borrowed money from the franchise, the franchise, the franchise or right. I was a franchise e, and obviously the business, the the company is the franchise or. Um. Also during this time, I had joined a multi-level marketing company. It was a life insurance multi-level marketing company, and the intention was to offer uh, my clients an, an additional service. So additional to get a tax preparation, you know, let's look into some life insurance. I joined. I, I, I joined a life insurance company. Okay. Uh, yeah. 2016 okay i'm 27 28 i'm 28 after august 2016 i'm 28 at this time i joined a um multi-level marketing company and um i uh, man i thought this company was one of the best things that ever invented that best thing that ever was invented and before that i had despised mlm companies multi-level marketing companies mlms i despised them one of my first businesses ever was when i was 16 years old i had uh, or 17 excuse me i was 17 years old and i signed up for a multi-level marketing company under my mother's name because you can't do it um, you know, as a minor. And I thought it was the best thing ever. Okay. So my my real first business when I was a kid was uh, taking out trash. I, I, I live in this big 144-unit apartment building, so I would take out trash for a dollar. I would say, you know, I come to people's houses. I say, can I take out the trash for a dollar? Can I take out the trash for a dollar? Which is brilliant if you, have any, if you live in a big uh, apartment complex and... You know, your kid wants to make money. Ask them to go around and ask to take out people's trash for a dollar, and it, it let it'll it'll lead to other opportunities, which it did for me. But anyways, when I was uh, and then when I was a high school student, I used to buy donuts from Winchell's and sell them at my high school. Um, and um, uh, that was my second business. Then my third business, I, I can remember at least I, I can remember at least. Is the multi-level marketing business when I was 17 years old. Thought it was the best thing ever. I uh, did that. And then after a while, 
I really despise March, most oil market recoveries. However, it did make me what I am today because I, uh, it was there that I realized there was this thing that I was already into called personal development, which I was already doing before the multi-level marketing company. Personal development, started learning about success principles and learning about successful living. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we, you know, I can't, I'm not going to go into too deep into that, but I joined a multi-level marketing company during this time in 2016 because I wanted to save my business. I'm like, okay, well, if I do this, it may I can make make some money, you know, um, and pay off the debts and, you know, go back to my original plan, which become a multi-owner, multi-tax franchise owner, and so on and so forth to basically revive my dream, okay? Um, that was, it, it didn't work out that way. It did not work out that way. <laughs> it didn't work out that way, and I got no fucking shout-outs to them motherfuckers. I got no shout-outs to them motherfuckers uh, because they were fucked up, you know? I got, I got shout-outs all day to other people, but not to them motherfuckers. They, they, they did me dirty, and it was fucked up, and it was wrong, and it didn't work out, okay? To say the least. To say the least, it just didn't work out. But that was the plan. I mean, I'm going to the meetings, and I'm going to this. I'm Here's one thing that I will, I will never deny about, about many multi-level marketing companies. Now, I don't know what multi-level marketing companies or MLMs do today on the internet. I don't know. I don't know too much about that. I, 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 I think there's multi-level marketing companies on the internet. I don't know nothing about that shit. Multi-level, multi-level, multi-level marketing companies, excuse me, MLMs in real life, where you have to sit down with people and sell them things, right? Where there's, there's no internet, Right, you just you just, just hand to hand combat. We are selling people individually. You're, you're connecting with people individually. That that right there. What I would say about that, it is the most brilliant. If you want to learn about sales, I would not be opposed to someone learning about sales through multi level marketing, because they are. They are masters of sellers. It's masters of selling, excuse me. That's one thing I would never take away from that. I would never deny that. I would, I would, I would, I, I would always admit that they are the best at selling. They are the best at systems. They are the best with a lot of entrepreneurship concepts. And that's where I learned them from. I learned a lot of my, a lot of what I know was from multi-level marketing, real life multi-level marketing, no internet shit, multi-level marketing where you have to sit down with individuals and sell them on stuff and where you have to sign papers in real life, anything else I don't know about, they are masters at it, they are master sellers, okay, I learned a lot from them. But I can't get down with them anymore. I would never get out with them. And I also would never tell anybody to get down with them any either. It's 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 a lot of a lot of things wrong with it. Okay? A lot of things. Okay. And but look, look, if it if it worked out well for you, good. 
maybe I'm just talking from a, 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 a vantage point of frustration and hurt. Cool. I'll admit that. If it worked out for you or anybody you know, cool. Hey, look, look. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't care what other people do. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. If it got if it got to do with my kids, ain't got nothing to do with my wife, do what you do. I'm just telling you my experience. That's all I'm doing. Okay. So, anyways, um, but my wife signed up with me and she did now. This is 2016, okay, 2016. So my wife finally has our second baby in July. And she's juggling baby, wife, uh, business, um, you know, business assistant. She's she's basically an assistant to me. She's doing what I tell her to do, and she's doing it. Now, she's not enjoying herself, okay? That's why I'm giving her a shout-out right now. She's not enjoying herself. And I, and I and I know she's not. Okay, and I know she's not. If, at this point, at this point in the game, I know she doesn't want to do any of this shit. And um, you know, for those who are new listening, you don't know, but uh, I I talked about an episode where I said, you know, there's an episode I have about. Um, what, what, what was the title? Shoot, I forgot. I said, marriage and business, will it work? Marriage and business, will it work? I don't remember what episode it is. It's a little while back. But I talk about a little bit. I allude a little bit to the fact that, you know, there's some people who want to be power couples and all that shit. I am glad I grew out of that. I am glad I'm no longer that. I am glad my wife just wants to be a woman wife. She wants to spend the fucking money. I am okay with that, okay? See, I used to be one of those legacy niggas who, oh, build, right? My wife do this, and we're going to be a power couple. All this bu- that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit, okay? Now, if you want to be with somebody like that, that's cool. You can do your own thing, but... Most women just want to be women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not trying to build shit. You know what I'm saying? You make the fucking resources. She spends the resources. That's how it's been since the beginning of time. Like, that's not, like, you know what I'm saying? But I am glad that that I am like that now. I'm glad I'm not pushing the issue anymore. Now, she's starting to push the issue like, well, I want to do, like, now, down these days, right? I want to do more. I want to, you know, get me involved more. I'm like, nah, because I, re- I remember. I remember when you used to be involved, and our, our shit was not tight. Our shit was not tight. Things are cool now. We, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, like, right now, like, you know, we, 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 uh, you know, I, I sell on Poshmark, so I'm, I, uh, she, wa- she insisted that she wanted to do something with the business, right? I'm like, cool, okay, well, share, share the, you know, for anybody who sells on Poshmark, you know, you share your listings, right? Share the listings three times a day. Just do that. Doesn't require anything. I mean, it's not, I mean, it doesn't require anything that she used to do, right? Everything she used to do was hard shit. You know, had deadlines, had serious consequences if she did not do it. 
share your listings, all right, cool, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, do it or you don't do it, I'm not, I'm not, you know, sure, I'm going to bring it up, like, oh, how's your listings, how's the share listings go today, but it's not hard stuff, you know, it's not time compressed, it's not, you know, it's nothing like what she used to do, nothing like what I used to tell her to do, you know what I'm saying, but anyways, okay, so, we were doing multi-level marketing in addition to our tax business. And the reason why we got into multi-level marketing because some of our fr- our friends at the time who were in the same business, the, our, basically our friends who, um, how, how did we meet them? We met, these were other franchisees, um, which I, I, you know, I, I, I wish, you know, I, you know, I liked, I liked them. You know, they were a couple. They were very ambitious, you know. They were they were Indian. They were very ambitious. They were very about this this. They, they introduced me to the life insurance multi level marketing, and they were really into it. They were really they were into it, and I, I respect them for that. And they were very good people. I think they were very good people. Um, but they got us into it because they they were doing it. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm, you know, they got me intrigued, so I got into it through them. So we're still in 2016, 2016, excuse me. Let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's go over to 2017, 2017. We had the whole tax season, right? Um, I don't remember my numbers too well. 2017, like I said, the year before we had, you know, we did 90,000 in sales. I think we probably did. Oh, oh God. How can I forget? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, the 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 shit just keeps getting worse. How can I forget? How can I forget? So when the two thousand six when two thousand sixteen happened, so this is my second season. This is my second two thousand uh my second tax season. There's a big scandal within the company, big scandal, but particularly. In the area I lived in, so the greater greater Los Angeles area, fraud, tax fraud. There was an owner, okay, a franchisee who owned probably about twenty locations, okay. All of them got shut down. I think it's called the the DOJ, the Department of Justice, maybe, or something like that. There's a lot of fraud. There's a lot of fraud happening within that person's tax businesses, and they were all shut down. It was huge. I mean, this scandal hit. It was it was a big wave, okay. Of tax of fraud, okay, that the franchisees were doing with customers or something something like that. That sent a shocking wave across the the company at least where i lived so customers were very skeptical about coming into you know um my business you know or you know the tax franchise but the, the the business that was a franchisee so the, it doesn't fall on the franchisees it falls on everybody right on the tax company so we are suffering from low numbers 
Okay. I'm suffering because I didn't understand marketing that well. That's one of the things I didn't do well, which was marketing, getting new customers. Now we did a lot. I mean, we did as much as we could and shut, shut up again, shout out to my wife again. Um, but you know, I would partner with, uh, uh, I would partner with the high school with that I used to go to. I, I would partner with businesses local. I would do a lot of, you know, um, I would send my, my, my employees out you know, in the area to, to try to build new customers, but it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. You know, it wasn't good enough to, to, to build a new business, to build more business per se. And then we had this scandal, man, it was fucking dead. It was dead. And I don't remember the exact numbers we did, but we didn't hit (laughs) 90,000. We didn't hit 90,000 like we did the year before. We were struggling. I was struggling for some shit that was out of my control. Okay. Two thousand sixteen. This two thousand sixteen. Now, this is um, so you know, this is the uh. So we're in 2017, actually. So 2017 is the 2016 tax season. So, you know, when you file your taxes in 2017, it's for the year 2016. So we're now in 2017, excuse me. This is when all the scandals and all the, everything, everything I just talked about, that's when this was happening, okay? Oh, man, that was, that was tough, man. That was tough. That was so hard. That was so hard. Because now I have people, people, because no one knows that, you know, we're different owners. They just think we're all the same company, right? So I got people coming into my shop, coming into my location, and they're complaining about some shit that another franchise, another franchisee's business was doing. It was just like, oh my God. So pretty much um, in a nutshell, I was done. <laughs> You know, I was dead. I was dead. I was already dead to begin with, but I was really dead this time. I was really dead because of the scandal. Uh, I was already dead before, like I said, but yeah. 2017, we get through the whole tax season. I mean, I mean, I mean, so tough, man. So tough. And I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding money. I'm bleeding money at this point. I'm bleeding money on rent. I'm bleeding money on... Uh, payroll, I'm bleeding money on, you know, all these different things, you know, um, <sighs> bleeding, bleeding, and money is not mine, by the way, you know, money is not mine, and I'm also working a job, but luck, you know, <sighs> man, um, so the end of the tax season was April, 2017, I had to apply for financing again, now, um, I, I did miss, I did, I misspoke earlier when I said I, I applied for financing in 2016 to pay for the rent. Um, and I was a hundred grand in debt. I wasn't a hundred grand in debt at that time. I was a hundred grand in debt by the second year when I applied for financing. The second year was 2017, uh, the end of the tax season or almost the end of the end of the tax season. I had to apply for financing and, um, um, at that point, I would have been a hundred grand in debt by, um, the end of the year. Yeah, so excuse me for misspeaking. 
So 2017, I'm still working at the bank. Um, and then I realized, okay, uh, this is not good. I'm not going to be able to continue this business. Um, so, um, I had, um, 2017, it, it is what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, other things happened, you know, like I was living in an area where it was, um, not the best area to live in. I was in Inglewood and, you know, a lot of shootings and there was a, quite a few shootings, quite a, um, uh, a, a beheading. There was a beheading, a few, a few apartments, a few apartments down from where I lived. Uh, a lot of shootings in, uh, in, in a one week span per se. And my, my wife and my kids used, she's, you know, want to be outside and walk the kids and things like that. So I was like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. So that's when we moved to, that's when we decided, that's when I decided to move to Las Vegas. Um, I decided in October, 2017, December, 2017, December 19th, 2017, which was two months later, I had moved out here in Las Vegas. I transferred. Um, I was anticipated to start working in 2018, which was, um, you know, obviously the next month. By this time, my wife was pregnant again with a third child, um, and uh, she was pregnant in this, uh, in 2017. When we moved here to Las Vegas, she was very pregnant, um, and um, I had worked. I started working in the new jo- uh, the new job, same company, you know, same company, new job. Um, in 2018, January 2018. Um, I had, um, uh, when my son, this is my first son in 2018, when I was here in Las Vegas, I had took off time. So, you know, to be with my, you know, my family, everything like that, family leave and, um, and, and, you know, I, I, had, I had made some mistakes and things like that. And some of them were pretty bad, I guess you could say. But um, but when I took time off to be with my, to be my family and my, my newborn, my son, it's our third child. Um, we had him in May. I came back in July, I think July. I came back to work in 2018, July. You know, they told me to come back. And um, I came back. And, you know, they told me to come in 30 minutes earlier than we, you know, the time that we usually open, um, 30 minutes, 30 minutes earlier than the time that we usually come in, not when we open. Um, but they can't, I, the day I came back to work, they said they fired me. They, they fired me. Okay. Just, just awesome shit that I've done months before. Okay. Months before, you know, this is a mistake that I've done. Okay. Um, and, 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 and they fired me. Okay. Bam. I was done. Now, uh, let me back up a little bit. One part that I did forget. So let me back up a little bit. So before I moved out to Las Vegas, I had start, you know, when I knew my tax business was done in 2017, tax season was over in April, 2017. Later that year, around August or September or so, I started selling on Amazon. I did that for a couple of months and I did well. I did about 20,000 in sales in about three, four months uh, on Amazon. 
and I had stopped maybe November. Then I moved out here in Las Vegas in December. Didn't do anything. Didn't do any Amazon. Didn't do anything. Just wanted to adjust to new life uh, in, in Las Vegas, new job and all kind of stuff. Had my third child, my son. Got, went back to work, and this in the same day I went back to work, they fired me. That whole time, that time right there, that from January up to July, I was thinking from January up to being fired, I was thinking I need to get back on Amazon, I need to get back on selling e-commerce. Okay, so I did that. Uh, I was thinking about that, and then once I got fired, that's when I realized, <laughs> yeah, I should have been, I should have been back. I should have been back on selling Amazon. Okay, did that. Okay, got fired. I had some loans taken out. I had some loans. I had about, uh, I was paying back some loans, you know, I took it out during the previous year, during all the shit that I was in. I said, I had about 10 grand. And when I got fired, I had about 10 grand. Um, and I was getting ready to pay off some loans. I got fired from my job. I said, oh, fuck. Well... I need to use this money as quote unquote seed money to, to start my e-commerce business again. So that's what I did. So I used that borrowed $10,000 from like a year and a half ago <laughs> or a year ago rather to start my e-commerce business again in 2018. I was doing retail arbitrage. That money went Fast because I was doing retail arbitrage and then I was trying to take some shortcuts. I was trying to buy from Alibaba and do some shit like that. And I lost like six grand buying bullshit from Alibaba. And, um, and I was, I was, we were, it was real low, real low, you know, real low. But I was able to push through it, was able to still make some money, make some deals, do some, re, re, do some real good retail arbitrage deals. I was doing pretty decent. Not great, but decent. I was doing decent. My wife was staying at home with the kids. I was collecting my unemployment. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly collecting unemployment. And uh, allegedly doing business. Okay. And I was, you know, doing okay for a little bit in 2018. 2019 comes. All right. 2018 comes. Oh, at the end of 2018, like August, September, I, I start this podcast. I start this podcast 2018, I published my first episode on my birthday, uh, August 27th in 2018. I published my first episode, okay? That's where this, this podcast comes from. Not sh not too long after that, I published an episode called, uh, uh, what's it called? It may be like the, within the first 20 episodes or so, or maybe the first 10, I said, uh, uh, the, the, <sighs> What was it called? I did the um, the path. Maybe the episode's called The Path to 20K a Month. I discovered wholesale in August 2018. I was doing retail arbitrage like a motherfucker. Doing pretty decent. Doing okay. But I discovered wholesale. When I discovered wholesale, I'm doing partial wholesale, partial retail arbitrage in 2018. I'm doing wholesale August, uh, September and I go really hard. And and you know what? That was a great time too. 
that I I remember it. I can think back and I man, that was the feeling, you know? I just remember the feeling, you know, the feeling how I felt. I remember the times. I remember the, and you know, I was you know, I had a smoking habit still at that time, so I was still smoking. I used to go on my back porch and smoke. I'm, I'm new to Las Vegas. Everything's new and and just that feeling, you know, I got all my kids with me, I got my wife, you know, yeah. Now, I'm saying that now I was still having a hard time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's not get that let's not get that twisted. But looking back on it, man, it, I, I just felt good. I feel it felt I remember how I felt. You know what I'm saying? I remember the times, you know what I'm saying? But uh I discover wholesale. I go hard as fucking wholesale. Um and that's how I discovered my seasonal, the part of my business that I do currently today. You know, um, uh, I said, wow, you know, like I can do this instead of doing retail arbitrage. 2019, I moved to, I moved from where I first moved to when I moved to here to Las Vegas, moved to a bigger place so I can house more inventory in, you know, where I live because I had my, you know, having the living room and all that full of inventory was not pretty, was not pretty. So now I, you know, I moved into a bigger place because I was doing wholesale and I, and now I have more, more garage space, right. To do wholesale and, and store the product, you know? Um, so in 2019, things are going great. I found this opportunity that I've been looking for, for a couple of months now, find an opportunity that went south it went south. It was doing great for a little while. I'm on Amazon only, right? I'm on Amazon. It, it's, I'm doing great on Amazon. I find this opportunity on Amazon where Amazon stopped buying products from this particular company. Now, when Amazon, when I noticed that, so I've been eyeing, I've been eyeing this opportunity for a few months now. When I noticed that Amazon stopped being the seller for these particular products from this particular company, I was able to find these products through many, maybe two distributors, maybe two or three distributors. And I was able to sell the products myself. I was able to get a, a I was able to get approval to sell these products because I was able to buy them from, uh, uh, um, I was able to buy them from, um, distributors. Um, and then there were just, there were also some distributors that would not sell to me because my, my quantities were so high that I wanted to buy and they would flag that they knew I was trying to sell on Amazon. So they was like, no, we, you know, we're not going to sell you these products, but I was able to find some other distributors who was able who's willing to sell me these quantities of this particular brand. This is a very popular hot brand okay very popular in this particular niche very like extremely popular i was able to get these products for you know a couple of dollars here and there and sell them for many many more because when amazon stops being a seller the prices go up because when amazon buys products and they sell them on them and they sell them on their website they're selling them for at at cost because they don't give a fuck about profit like that at that time, at least, they didn't give a fuck about profit. It was about they were more so about getting people used to buying products online. But now they weren't the sellers of these products, and I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, tens, tens of product, like tens of like almost a couple of hundred of products 
that this brand has. I mean, they have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, but I was able to find maybe like maybe 10, 20, 30 or so of these products. I was buying them in 2019. So now, you know, 2018, um, when I moved here to, I moved here in this December 2017 to Las Vegas. 2018, I get fired from my job. Now I'm, I'm still, I'm doing some um, uh, wholesale 2018. And then now I'm in 2019, okay? Where in 2019, I find this opportunity that I've been eyeing for quite a bit of time. And I'm, and I'm going really hard on this opportunity because I'm making a ton of fucking money. A ton of it, okay? I'm doing about I'm doing the most I ever did on Amazon in a month. I'm doing like twenty thousand, twenty five thousand in sales a month, but my margins are, you know, almost a hundred percent or a hundred percent or more. Excuse me, a hundred percent or more of my cost of goods sold. So even though I'm doing twenty five thousand a month, my cost of goods sold are probably like two thousand, three thousand or so. You know, um, I'm making my money back times two. So I'm taking home twice as much as, as I spent on these products. Okay. And then, and then, you know, I'm starting to get letters saying, you know, oh, um, you know, uh, you can't sell these products, you know. So I'm getting letters from all, all the people that probably, the, the Amazon sellers, they probably are familiar with these companies that send them letters. Okay, I think uh, for the various or various or something like that. Allegedly, I'm gonna say allegedly. I'm I'm allegedly getting letters from companies. I got my name on it, my address. I'm like, what the, how the fuck they get all this information on me, right? I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, all right. So I really don't want to do business like this. If I have to do business like this, I'm not in business. If I'm doing business like this, where people send me letters and saying I can't do this, can't do that. This is not a real business. Like I'm not. This is not where I want to be. I ain't. I'm just trying to make some money, and I'm not trying to like be in the middle of shit. Like leave me alone. All right, forgive me, y'all. Um, after so much time, the recording stops. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, forgive me for that. Forgive me for that for not catching that in time. But, um. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just like, I don't want to do business like this. Now, if you go into Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff, you got people who they, they, they put up videos of them burning these letters and they're like, oh, you know, forget these people. They can't do anything. There's nothing legal they can do. And, and, and probably so, probably so there's there's nothing that can legally happen between the brand and myself, you know, but, um, but here's the thing about Amazon which which will which will change. I mean, it's not going to be as wild west as it was before, right? So at the end of the day, I mean, I could not get an approval from the brand itself. Like I contacted the brand. I said, "Hey, would you allow? Like, can I can I get your approval so I can buy more of these products wholesale from you? Like, I I, I want to, you know, I wanted to, my only." value proposition was buying products from them it's not really a value proposition because anybody there's other people with bigger checks than i can write you know what i'm saying they can write bigger checks than me so they're like no <laughs> you know what i'm saying but, was, but with amazon if you get in if you send them an invoice from a distributor 
you know, uh, who sold you products of at least 10 items, they would give you the approval to sell those products on Amazon, you know. But I couldn't get approval from the brand because the brand, they were able to sell, they, they, they offered more products than the, than the distributors, okay. So, and they'll probably offer better prices too. So, I, but I couldn't get it from, they wouldn't let, they wouldn't, you know, mess with me like that. Um, but that imploded. I said, you know what? Competition started coming in. People started catching on to the opportunity because I, I saw it first and I was buying products and selling them at very high price, you know, very high prices. And then when people started catching on to it and then there was competition, <laughs> That's when I realized, hmm, this is not doing business. This is not doing business. I knew already from the beginning that there's a window, there's a window of opportunity to exploit here. And it was my best window at that time. You know, I didn't want to go back and do retail arbitrage again. I was, uh, I was like trying to just do wholesale. I'm trying to, you know, I uh, spent a lot of time out there doing retail arbitrage. And um, in wholesale, I'm actually just really, I can just stay at home. I don't have to go anywhere. I just, you know, I could do it online, do everything online. So um, when that happened, I had stepped back from that. And that took me, that, that, that really took me back, took, took my income back. Okay. I mean, I, I remember I'm, I'm right now, I'm in the garage. Right now, I'm in the garage. I remember exactly you know what i was doing and you know um when i'm you know getting these new packages and getting these new boxes in the garage and i'm on the phone talking to distributors and i re i remember it like it was yesterday because i'm in the exact same place that i was doing it in and then shortly after that i was like you know what i can't i can't keep doing this competition is starting to increase you know, I'm starting to get all these letters from you know, lawyers and things like that. I was like, lawyers, lawyers. I'm starting to get these letters. I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. This is not business. This is not. This is not entrepreneurship. <sighs> Man, that was tough because I'm up every night, pulling all nighters. Okay, trying to find products to sell on Amazon. Trying really hard. Okay, because while I while I'm doing that, I'm also on Amazon doing my process that I was doing to find products to sell on Amazon. I'm up all night, and and that's when I I I, I messed my eyes up and I started wearing blue blockers because my eyes were shot. I'm literally standing up all night staring at screens trying to figure out how to make this freaking money, man. My wife got three kids, got a spouse. No job, no real income, really. And I'm really trying to figure out how to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> That's the, whoa, 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 okay? After weeks and months of spending my time online and trying to figure out what products to sell on Amazon, and it's not going to work. I got to get a job. Got to go back to work. But this time, I look for a part-time job. I look for a part-time job, and 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 here's one thing I would I would credit, um, I would credit, I would give credit where credit's due. 
I was listening to the Peer Hustle podcast, and I shot them out. I shot them out before. Listening to the Peer Peer Hustle uh, podcast, I'm like these these guys are different. You know, I'm sick of this boring Amazon podcast, like trying to you know how to do PPC and how to do these software and all that. That's bullshit, man. Like I'm tired of listening to that shit. You know. But when I listen to these guys, these guys started their podcast when I started my podcast. But they 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 accelerated really faster than me. They were you know because they were very very consistent with their podcast and they were really giving good information. You know, they were um, eBay sellers. But yeah, but you know, but they also sold on Amazon, so Poshmark and Macari. I mean, one of the guys one of the guys was talking about Poshmark and Macari. Um, but um. I had found a job. Let me let me come back to that. So I had found a job late 2019. December is my is my <laughs> December is my year where I always find a job. Found a job in December 2019. And I started selling on I started selling on Macari and Poshmark as a result of listening to this podcast. Pierre has a Peer Hustle Podcast, PHP. Um, and I have I haven't listened to those guys in a long time, like maybe a year or so actually. But I really enjoyed listening to them when I did because they reminded me of um they reminded me of the uh, uh I used to be a one of the the first podcasts I've ever listened to ever was the um, Bigger Pockets podcast, right? And they reminded me so much of the Bigger Pockets podcast. And I really enjoyed the Bigger Pockets podcast back in the day, right? I was listening to them back in 2012 and 13, you know, early on, if you know about them. And they reminded me so much of them, and I, I just enjoyed listening to them, you know. Um, just the chemistry, the, the it, it was just great. It was a great feeling just listening to them. But, um... I got this job in 2019 at a bank part-time. And this is the first time that I get a job where I'm like, well, I shouldn't have got that. I shouldn't have gotten that job. <laughs> I should have just doubled down on what I was doing. Now, when I got this job, I really started thinking about, okay, I got to switch, switch up my strategy because this Amazon thing, I'm sick of this shit. I'm, I'm sick of the, the, the race to the bottom. I'm sick of the competition. I'm sick of... All that, all the stuff that come in Amazon, and I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know the terminology yet, but I was like, I, I need to go multi-channel. I need to sell on other platforms. Like, they're, they're just, I just have to, like, you know. And I'm the the product, the niche that I'm in now, it came about because I just asked myself a simple question. I said, when I found these, like I said, I was staying up all night, pulling up all nighters. Like all nighters. When I say all nighters, I'm not playing. Like I mean all nighters. I'm looking at a screen, going on, looking at products, and going through my process for finding products to sell on Amazon. When I found this particular niche, I said, "Well, what does this product do on eBay?" And I said, and then I saw, and I said, "Oh, okay. There's some sales going on eBay. Let me try it." Then I tried it, and I started getting sales. I just kept going back to the drawing board again. But um, before I get there, I got this job in December 2019 at a bank. 
and I'm my income is like really shattered. You know, I went from doing like I don't know five or six grand a month in profit to like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars. I remember sitting at this job, like, man, how do I make a hundred dollars a day in profit? Like, you know, I'm just I'm on the back of a piece of paper. I'm like, man, let me, okay, if I sell this many, I'm at the job. You know what I'm saying? I'm selling this many. If I do this, I can make a hundred dollars a day. How do I make a hundred dollars a day? How do I make a hundred dollars a day? That's what I, that's all I want to do is make a hundred dollars a day. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to do. March 2020 hits. Pandemic. The fuck? Right? Everybody's shit is fucked up at this point. I'm like, whoa, what the hell is getting ready? I'm thinking it's the end of my business. It's the, it's the end. I don't know what. Like, do I need to get a full-time job now? Like, Are people going to buy stuff online? Like, I, I was like, man, I don't know. But I just knew I had to keep pushing. Had to keep pushing. I said, I, I'm sick of selling on Poshmark. Because Poshmark, my sales were dead for some reason. I'm going over to I'm going to go over to Etsy. Went over to Etsy, my shit blew the fuck up. Most of my money now comes from Etsy. Most of it. Okay. March 2020 hit. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm still working, working this job part-time. It's part-time. All I had to do this time, this time around, all I had to do was double down on my business. You know, I wasted time at that job because if I would have doubled down on my business, I would have probably spent my money. I, I would have made more money. Excuse me. I would have made more money. But, um, you know, I did what I thought I had to do. Um, I think maybe May or so. I got the job 2019, the end of the year, March 2020, March and May, maybe May, my wife tells me she's pregnant with twins. Okay. All right. So I'm like, whoa. Okay. Right. Now I'm thinking she's playing. I'm, I'm on the way to work at this part, at this part-time job. My wife is like, oh, we got twins. Now I knew she was pregnant before, but which you finally went to the doctor to get the checkup to, to, to get the, uh, to, to, you know, see the baby and everything, everything like that. She's like, oh, it's twins. I'm like, ah, it's not time to play. Like, don't play right now. Like, it's not time to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't play with me right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but she's for real. I'm like, okay, all right. I go to work. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like super excited. I'm super excited on the way to work. Um, I think maybe June, July, right? So we're still in the pandemic. You know, someone comes up with the sickness at, at, at the job that I had. I say, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. You know, I don't know what this does to pregnant people. My wife, you know, she's pregnant. You know, I don't know. So there was someone who was at the, at the job I was working with was a little bit reckless in, in terms of like their personal behavior. You know, they were, they were still, you know, doing things and then she eventually got sick i was like with, with covid i'm like i'm good i ain't come back i'm done okay that was 2019 by maybe june or july 2019 okay that was the last time i had 
any job at all. Okay, right now it was it's twenty twenty two December third or fourth or something like that. Twenty twenty two. That was the last time I had any employment. Now, when I before even before, when I had that before I got that uh, when I got that job, when I got that job, I was about eight. I did about eighteen months full time employment. That was like the the first longest I went with uh, being a full time entrepreneur. Was eighteen months, and I was doing fine. I was paying my bills and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the second time, the second longest time I've been without a job, which is the, which is now, you know what I'm saying? So the, that was uh, 2019 in June, July, or somewhere around there. So I guess that would be, what is that? I don't know, three years now? Three and a half years? Somewhere around there? Okay. Um, at this point, you know, my wife understand. Oh my God, how did I forget? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I forgot this. This this very important detail. Gosh, gosh, forgot this very important detail to tell you. Let's go back. Let's go back. 2018. Okay, 2018. When I have, I'm having my third son. Uh, excuse me, have my third child, which is my first son, 2018. And this is the year I got fired from my job, you know, as soon as I came back to work from family leave after having our son, okay? Um, this was uh, like July around there, I think June or July, when I came back to work and I got fired. Right, the, the the same day I came back to work from having our son, I had filed for bankruptcy. Cause remember, I told you I was in a hundred about a hundred grand in debt, it's personal debt, you know, from from the, the franchise business. A hundred grand in debt. I filed for bankruptcy, two thousand eighteen, and um, I was so stressed out, man. I was so stressed out. God, godly. God, I, I almost, I'm almost shed, shedding a tear right now. The stress. 2018, 2019 were probably some of the worst years I've ever had. Some of them. Yeah, I've had worse years before that. But in my recent life, in my, in my adult life, my adult life, those are probably some of the worst years I've had. For my marriage and, my, and, my, and just me, my personal life. Um. It was tough, man. Godly. Godly. Off of bankruptcy. Um, but one of the things that I have I've always I've always paid my bills in terms of um I, I you know even though I've had failures, right, in the past, luckily, you know, my wife is my wife is still confident in me because I, she's never been without, you know, she's never been without. She's always there's never been a time that I never I never paid car note, never been a time I ever paid house note. There's never been a time I've paid. She's never had to worry about where she lived, how she lived, and if we we're gonna pay anything. 
after a while, she realized that, oh, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to worry about that, right? Because I've proven myself, okay? Um, now, even though she gave, she gave me full faith beforehand, I had no proof way beforehand. But now I have, she gave me, she's given me her full faith. And also I have proof. I have receipts. Okay. She doesn't worry anymore. She's never worried. She maybe may have worried before, but now she doesn't worry at all. Right. So, so, and, and I, and I don't, I don't subscribe to the idea because of my experience, you know, I don't subscribe to the idea of power couple building, building and building like, you know, a woman just needs to be a woman. Okay. They, they don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Like build, you know what I mean? That's, that's not what they do. You know, now these days it'd be somewhat different. You know, they fight their biology, but for the most part, man, you know, she's either going to be with you because of your potential or be with you or, uh, you know, wait for you at the finish line. You know, that's, that's advice for the man, right? So she's either going to be with you because, because of your potential or wait for somebody at the finish line, you know? So, so at this point, you know, my, my, you know, my wife, I willing to give her whatever, whenever, you know, because she deserves that because she, she believed in my potential. Okay. And I'm gonna give her every, I'm gonna give her everything for that. For just, just for that. I'm gonna give her everything. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Whatever. Everything. Making that sacrifice, you know? Um, now I don't recommend anyone getting involved with any, any man to get involved with any woman during those times that I was doing what I was doing. I can't, I can't recommend any of the shit that I did to anybody. I I mean, I'm trying to communicate how tough and rough it was. I don't know if I did a good job at that or not, but here's, here's one thing that I would say. If you listen to this podcast and you listen to my experience and you say, man, that sounds tough, but I am willing to go through the shit. Then this is probably meant for you. <laughs> it's probably meant for you. If you're willing to suffer the way I suffer, it's probably meant for you to be an entrepreneur. I can't sit here and recommend anything that I've done to anybody. I can't. But if you're willing to go through the 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 shit, then it's probably meant for you. And you probably will succeed at the end. You're going to suffer for a long time. But you probably, you might, you might succeed at the end. You know, if you're willing to suffer and you're okay with that, it's probably meant for you. But I can't recommend anything that I do. Anything that I've done to anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I mean, are people built, are, are people built like, are people built for this? You know what I'm saying? Are, are people, I'm sure there are. But like, yeah, probably not a lot. 
Probably not a lot. You know what I mean? Probably not a lot. Probably not. The reason why I made this episode, a lot of you are thinking about when to quit your job. There's no clean answer for that. I've heard if you make as much money as you do in your job, then it's, you know, it's okay to quit your job. That may make sense if you're single. Okay? That may make sense. But one thing you have to consider, like I said in the beginning of this episode, you're in a higher tax bracket. You're in a higher tax bracket. When you go self-employed, you lose a lot of the benefit, the tax benefits. You lose a lot. Okay? Like the earned income, you lose some of that. Sometimes, in many cases, you lose all of it. Earned income tax credit. You lose all of that. You lose. I've done it. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I do my own taxes. I don't I don't pay for anybody to do my taxes. Like, I just told you the story, right? I, I just gave a story in this podcast. I don't I do my own taxes. I come from a tax background. I do my own. I know this. You're gonna pay more in taxes. That's the, that's that is the catch twenty two of all of this. Oh, okay, not only that, your expenses go up. Now you're either gonna operate without health insurance, or you're gonna shell out money for health insurance. Now, you may be able to get some government assistance on the health insurance, maybe. Depending on how much you make, maybe, as an entrepreneur. But it's not simple. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to quit my job when I make X amount of money. Because, first of all, your taxes go up and your expenses go up. Health insurance, not just health insurance, insurance. Life insurance, health insurance. All that is, it starts skyrocketing when you become self-employed. All of it. Your taxes somewhat skyrocket when you become self-employed. The funny thing is, if you don't give a fuck, it is probably meant for you. If you're willing to go through it, it's probably meant for you. Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean though. However, it does not mean if you choose, oh, no, I'm good. I'm going to wait until I have X, Y, and Z in place. It doesn't make you less of an entrepreneur. It probably makes you smarter. Probably. Probably, you know? Depending on your age, depending on your family situation, depending on your income. My point of this episode was to just give you a real-life example. That's all. Think about it. Here's a real-life example. If you don't have any of the things that I went through, you don't have the family, you don't have the kids, you don't have the wife, you're maybe older in age, you have more experience. Okay, cool. You're probably in a better position. But the 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 the, the thing is, when you come from where I come from, and, and I, I'm only I'm gonna make it general. I'm, I'm only I'm only gonna say you come from a place from. 
ignorance. I mean, at the end of the day, that's where I came from. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. I didn't know anything about business, anything about investing. I didn't have any family in that world. I didn't have any real-life role models in that world that I can follow who was doing what I wanted to do. That's most people. How do you get over the hump? How do you jump into getting into financial freedom? Because you can't just get there. You have to drastically change your life to get there. If you're coming from a normie lifestyle or you're coming from a normie background, if you're a normie, the the real hurdle is not in what you do. The real hurdle is in how you think. But you can't really get over how you think until you start doing things differently. It's a real cash 22 out here. Not everybody's going to make it. I might not make it. But you got to try. Got to try. I'm really hoping I'm not <laughs> forgetting any details in this episode. I think I covered everything. I mean, I went over the bankruptcy thing. I think that's the only thing I really missed. But I really want this episode to be a legacy episode. So um, I think I got everything in here. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Appreciate you. I hope nothing but success for you. I wish nothing but success for you. I wish wisdom. That's what you need. You need wisdom. Sometimes you need experience to get wisdom. Most times you need experience to get wisdom. So you can start seeing the world or seeing your world rather from a 30,000 foot view. You need that. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Um, another long episode. And until next time, peace.